Well, welcome to the GNC show. I'm your host, Justin Gwynn, along with my co-host, Joe Cooper. Yeah, here we go again. Well, Joe, <laughs> it's been a couple of days. It's been, it has been, I mean, just one or two, right? Right. You know, we, we'd gotten back on a roll and everything, and mm-hmm. then life happened. Life smacked us right in the jaw. <laughs> in, in more ways than one, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean... Anybody who follows us on Facebook or anything has a has a general idea of what's going on, but for those that don't, we'll dive into it a little bit. Right. Um, I've seen a lot of things happen here the last little bit um, mm-hmm. as far as God working, life being hard, you know, and I knew I would. Oh, yeah. I just didn't know to what extent or how. Or any of that and well um i'm definitely a big believer in prayer now for sure <laughs> uh, because if it wasn't for that i don't think i'd be talking to you right now uh, yeah it's either coincidence or god or mostly god that we were talking about prayer so much through it in church i mean i know paul brought it up a lot and has brought it up several times that we went through prayer as a church for a reason and it was it was definitely needed for sure. Yes, I absolutely. I'll agree 110% there, without a doubt. <laughs> and I mean, I think we've been, it feels like we've been going through it for two years, at least as a church, about praying and being mm-hmm. and praying together. And the growth that we've had, not only through year one, but we're halfway through, well, over halfway through year two. And I mean, we've had, this, <laughs> it's just been a year. Yes, it, it's it's been a great start to 2019, hasn't it? <laughs> right, looking forward to 2020 already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you hear people talk about, oh, this year wasn't any good or not, uh, and this and that. I'll, I'll agree on that one. This year <laughs> has not been the funnest year. Well, I, I think you more than anybody can be like, yeah, I don't think your year can measure up ever. So, I mean. Well, there's always someone who's got it worse than you, but it, it hasn't been the best. I'll, I'll agree with that. No. And I guess we can go ahead and jump on, on into that because that's where this is going to go. Right. We had, we've been talking about this for probably three or four weeks now about how we're going to handle this. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's an easy way to do it, but I think jumping feet first is right. Gonna, I mean, just like when we started this, mm-hmm. we're just going to have to get after it. And, you know, and I, it's, it's going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to be harder on me than it is you because you lived it and you live with it every day, but it's going to be hard on me too. So if I start boohooing too, don't, don't get on, don't get on me. Don't be looking at me like, what are you crying about? Cry baby. Well, uh, no, I, I can't, I can't promise anything. So I'll probably be right there with you. Well, I knew that when you asked me to ask the questions in this and I, I, I didn't really know how this conversation was going to go. I know that I had a lot of ideas in my head about how we were going to talk about this and, but I never know what God has in store. Right. And I never know what he wants us to talk about or how we're going to do this, but it always turns out just fine. And we've, you know, finally gotten some feedback that says that we just need to do this just to have a conversation and anything scripted just wouldn't feel real. And I feel like that's where this is going to go. And when you got here, I was writing down some questions because you've been asking me for three weeks. Have you got questions yet? So, yeah, I had them in my head because right. however the conversation plays out, that's how this is going to go. But mm-hmm. I figured if I, I might have a base right. know, to start how this is going. So I guess the most important question right now is how are you guys doing? I mean, really, how are you doing? Um, definitely have my moments. Um, and usually it's worse when people ask me how I'm doing because yeah, sure. then I have to actually sit down and think how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If I, if I'm staying busy and stuff, you know, I'm fine. Um, song comes on the radio or something. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. um, usually in the mornings when I wake up, I'm not. Right. Um, I don't know. Um, it's, I, I just, I just pray, you know, I know she's, she's in a better place now and everything like that. And it's, it's just one of those things. Um, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay with it, but you know, still wish we could have kept her home longer, you know, kind of thing. And yeah, 
you know, uh, the 11th rolled around, she would have been a month old. Yeah. You know, and so that's, that was uh, hard. But, and as far as Casey, I, I mean, I'm, I'm busy with work and everything. And she's trying to get ready to go back to work and getting Remy ready for preschool, mm-hmm. you know, and starting to get the babysitting situation back up and rolling and everything like that. So, I mean, it, staying busy has definitely been good as far as how she's actually doing. I've asked her a few times and I'd like to say that she's doing great. Um, I don't know that she is. Mm-hmm. I only know what she tells me she's doing. And we've had some moments together. But I don't know how she actually is yeah. when she's by herself at home and everything, you know. But that's always I, the nightmare situation. Right. I mean, uh, anybody who's married and has had children and has, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and speak for the women out there because I, I honestly don't know. But I, we all hear about postpartum depression as it is anyway, and my wife has suffered through it. And I know that there are others who have, and I can only imagine that this would be something that would, I mean, it would be insurmountable odds to kind of overcome without God. I mean, uh, let's just go ahead and put it out there because again, if you haven't, if you don't know anything about what's going on, Justin and Casey lost their newborn to, uh, was was it a disease or? No, it's, uh, I don't, it's a word, you know, that's. Tempest tells me all the time, and I don't know. Basically, it's like a neural tubular defect. Okay. um, Where the uh, skull and brain area doesn't fully develop. Okay. And so, um, most cases um, results in a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Few of them carry full term. Right. Then 75% of those don't make it through birth. And then you don't know how long. So right. I think best case scenarios, um, or a couple of days, okay. you know, kind of thing. Um, I think there is one case where it wasn't so severe and I think the child lived to be about a year. Oh really? You know? Um, but, uh, we, we got two weeks with her. Um, so we got to make those memories with the girls, you know, we got pictures of the girls holding her that we never thought we'd get. Right. and everything else like that the microphone fell down <laughs> but um it's i mean we got to change diapers um we got to hear her make noises and cry a little bit um those pictures we got to take her home mm-hmm. you know um hold her i mean for for two weeks that we had her uh, the only time she was laid down was to change her diaper, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't get uh, more special than that. Oh, she got to be held the entire time she was here, you know, and to feel our love. Um, but, um, I don't know. Where was we going with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we just kind of wanted to get a background of what right. was going on and make sure that everybody right. is on well, board where we're at. And uh, so, in her own, you know, she... She made it to full term. She made it through uh, birth mm-hmm. and everything, you know. So, I mean, we didn't get the miracle that we was actually hoping for. But then again, we did get a miracle yeah. because we got to spend two weeks we never thought we'd get. Right. And um, when uh, we went in to get induced, um, everything, you know, uh, we got there. And Casey asked me, she said, um, can you... Uh, can you pray? It's like, no, I can't, yeah. you know? And I, I sat there in the car and before I could even open my mouth, I just, you know, was crying. Yeah. Um, because then it was surreal, it was you yeah. know, it's, it's sinking in that we're going to go and we don't, we don't know. Right. Um, and so we got in there and, uh, they, uh, they broke her water and, Within a few minutes of them breaking her water, they tell us, well, she's showing signs of distress. It's just like, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so then we're just sitting there, you know, hoping because right. we don't know, you know. And I mean, I want to say that I prayed the whole entire time, but I didn't. I mean, at times I did, but I just kind of prayed out. Yeah, you know, I understand. It's, it's in God's hands, you know, and I was just... 
I wanted it to happen, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Right. Because I didn't know what the result would be or what would happen. And so it was just, it was, it was definitely an experience. But I mean, I think when we first talked about it, I think it was episode eight of the show that you had, had mentioned it, that one of the hardest things for you was to not be able to help your wife. And there was just something that you had to go through. I mean, it would be the same. You're just still sitting there waiting. Right. You can't do anything. And mm-hmm. that that would be tough. It's tough enough as it is whenever they're going through labor. You're just kind of like, uh, hold my hand. Right. <laughs> but right. even now, and like you said, prayed out. That's how much more praying can you do? I mean, obviously you can pray the whole time. But right. I mean, you, and I don't want to say that you feel like it's falling on deaf ears because it obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you just feel like you're just... You're talking just, in circles you're just emotionally exhausted from yeah. it all in general yeah you know i mean we've been knowing this day was going to happen for six months and not knowing what to expect or anything right and i don't know and i'm just i'm naive in that world of things you know i knew what casey had told me and what she had had me read and everything but mm-hmm. i didn't know what to expect yeah you know i think that was the case with everybody though i mean I think everybody, again, naive, thinking that well, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Everything's right. gonna be fine, and mm-hmm. obviously everything could have been just fine, but you had to prepare yourself for the absolute worst. Right. And uh, we had a conversation with Paul about it, and he was talking about uh, you can't imagine the bad things that would happen to your children. As parents, we don't tr- we try not to. We always think about the best things that could happen for our kids, but he said it wouldn't hurt sometimes to think about the worst case right. scenario. That way you're prepared for it. Yeah. Not necessarily so you don't go through the shock cuz you're going to do that. You're mm-hmm. human. But how do you go through it without God? Uh, and in this situation, there's no way. No. I mean, on the outside looking in, because we were all spectators mm-hmm. for it, you know. It was seeing you guys, be, you just see God in everything that you did, you know. There was never any doubt that he was on, you know, he was with you. Even if whatever you felt like you were uh, emotionally exhausted, it never showed, you know. You, you might have felt that, man, I, I feel just like I can't go on. But from the outside looking in, we couldn't tell, you right. know, and I think that was a testament to you got your guys's faith and your belief that no matter, no matter what happened, he was in charge and he was in, he was in control. So I think that was, you know, what I still think everybody's in all of that. We just sit here and we can't even fathom being able to be as strong as you guys are, you know, and you're a strong guy, <laughs> you know, so being a you know a physically strong guy and to not know that emotionally you know that's a whole different ball game mm-hmm. but you had the best guy in your corner that you could ask right. for so right and you know if it wasn't for all those prayers and everything i don't think we would have looked the way because i definitely don't feel like the way you guys saw us, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, you know, yeah. I, like I said, it's uh, internally we fight a battle that nobody hardly ever sees. Right. But you guys did it with such grace and such poise that it was, it's inspiring. It's good for anybody, Christian and non-Christian alike. I mean, we feel like in the church we got to witness something, spe- you know, really special. Mm-hmm. Well. Not only did we get to see it, your story has gone out further than this community. It's gone out further than this church, obviously. Right. I mean, it goes state, you know, United States wide for all we know. It could be worldwide, you Mm -hmm. know. But it's one of those things where when God asks you to stand up and represent him, you guys just stood in the fire and just said, okay. And, you know, we... I'm still, I just, I don't get it. I I mean, I get it. But to be able to be that poised and to have that kind of faith, it just shows where your walk is and that 
your strength in him is is sufficient right well i'm it it was a lot of prayer on our part a lot of just trying to read because i mean every you think it's your fault you think you could have done something different and not knowing the outcome for so long it it, it's hard to put into words but I I could just feel an over overwhelming kind of sense of peace for the most part mm-hmm. but I mean there are still times where I've told you before you know I just lose it yeah um, but um, knowing in the end that um, you know I do already have two girls and what greater job is it of the father than to get his kids to heaven mm-hmm. and I had mentioned this with um with Shane that uh, well worst case scenario I already have one of my girls in heaven you know so one third of my job's already done <laughs> and that that's easier to look at now mm-hmm. but um, I think we had talked about that at the uh, the uh, well we had went to Kingdom Inn mm-hmm. and then we went to the thing down at um Ridge top, mm-hmm. the men's thing, and uh, I think I told him that then, and that was just even hard to think about. Oh, I imagine. But now, it's a relief, you know, and kind of a sense of she's not she's not suffering. I couldn't tell that she was suffering, you know. Um, she was just the sweet little baby that we held in her arms, you know, and she was so small, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, we, we got laughs, we got smiles. Oh, yeah. And everything like that. So, it, it wasn't like she she was hurting or anything. Mm-hmm. So, that was a relief. But now knowing that um, she's up in heaven, you know, doing who knows what. Oh, yeah. Not even having a second thought about anything. Right. And the two weeks she spent, you know, she got to spend, you know, unconditionally with us. and And that's... That helps me get through it for the most part. Right. And like you said, being able to hold her the whole time, I think, uh, you know, as we watch our kids get older, we we wish that we could keep holding our babies. And, you know, we hate to see them grow up and go out into the world. And to be able to have that for you guys, for her, for sure, mm-hmm. you know, she was held the entire length of her life and put in a great two weeks. You know, those memories are yours forever. Mm-hmm. And nothing will ever change that. They were the probably the longest and quickest two weeks of my life. Oh, I'm sure. You know, um, there wasn't a whole lot of sleep going on <laughs> um, at all. Basically, one of us would hold her till we couldn't keep our eyes open, then the other one would hold her. <laughs> um, kind of slept in shifts there at times or when we were just too tired to keep our eyes open. Yeah. But... Um, you know, getting to see the girls come down and hold her and, and talk to her and everything like that was, you know, just those memories we didn't think we was going to get. Right. And Remy has a pretty good grasp on it. Good. Um, you know, you guys brought us all food and stuff to the house and, and ate there after the funeral. And um, it was cute. Uh, Remy's friend that goes to the babysitter with us came over to her and said you know I'm sorry about your sister I forget what exactly was said Remy didn't even bat an eye she said that's okay she's in heaven now (laughs) you know and it's just that that was relieving to hear and that Remy understands and then poor Sadie she broke my heart for verse three or four days where'd sissy go where's sissy where's sissy at just so, I mean, that was just that was just hard to deal with. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. I mean, that would be definitely hard. Uh just kind of take us a walk on your journey since you, I know you've got a testimony that you want to give. I don't know if you want to spill it all here on the podcast or not, but uh just give it I mean, if you want to hit the highlights or the lowlights or kind of give us a walk on how you managed from finding out that you were going to be a father again to 
the you know the, the hard news and then right where and i mean if you want you can kind of even throw in uh you know how you've grown with god see how you kind of progress through that right well um i started started writing stuff when uh, when she was born and we had went back to uh mom and dad's to stay um they they opened up our home with us and we stayed in the basement um both my sisters came and uh they helped with the the girls so the girls was able to sleep upstairs and run around and be kids while we was stuck uh downstairs in the peace and quiet and everything like that um Well, um, so to start off with, um, she, uh, she told me she was pregnant, um, uh, at Silver Dark City on, uh, November 17th. She had, uh, found out the day before and was going to tell me. And if you remember, that was the, uh, day I had went and weighed in mm-hmm. for the powerlifting meet in Branson and got what we thought was food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. And so I got home, and she has this exciting news she wants to tell me. And I spend the next four hours, you know, throwing my guts up, <laughs> thinking I have food poisoning, and I have a powerlifting meet to do the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she held off just because she knew I was already stressed about everything and didn't want to bother me with the one other thing because right. um, it, it wasn't planned. We wasn't trying to right. get pregnant or anything like that. And... Um, so uh we was there i felt awful you know i just done all that and i let them drag me to silvadar city so we could see the lights and everything and you know it's just one of those kind of outer body experiences you know it's just like well i had a smile on my face because you know of course you're excited right and then you know that possibility jumps in your head is um what's it going to be it's going to be a boy or girl you know kind of thing and man, I don't know if we're, we're ready for three or, or what. And, uh, you know, I just, I guess kind of giddy about it, you know, not knowing and everything. And then, uh, and then keeping the secret, you know, and, uh, and going and having the ultrasound done and everything and getting to, uh, to surprise everybody on Christmas, you know, that, uh, there was going to be another one. And so, I mean, but you keep going back and forth, you know, do you want to, everyone ask you, you want a boy, you want a girl, you want to be healthy, you know, that's the right thing. You want to be healthy. You want to be healthy. And, uh, you know, but of course, you know, part of me wanted a boy. Sure. You know, I mean, what, what dad doesn't want to have a son that can either carry on his name or, mm-hmm. you know, you can go do something with, you know, fish, play catch, you know, play football, that kind of thing. Right. And. That would get in my head at times, but it had gotten in my head with the other two also, sure. you know, but you know, I was, I'm comfortable with having three girls. It doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. as long as they're healthy, you know, and, um, kept thinking of that. We went and found out it was a girl and Remy was just devastated. <laughs> you know, she wanted a, she wanted a baby brother, Yeah. but pretty soon she got over it, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And, uh, then I picked it back up. And then, um, you know, she, she got comfortable with having a sister and thought that would be nice and everything. And we get to the point of finding out that, uh, uh, well, we go to the actual doctor to find the gender. Sure. And, you know, we're looking and it's like, all right, still a girl, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. thing, which, which is fine. Sure. And uh, we go back and we're waiting for the doctor to come talk to us and everything. And this is the third kid you know i've seen several ultrasounds and i'm always eyeballing to see uh because you have your due date then you're always looking to see you know if stuff measures out about the same and everything like that and uh but you gotta be quick if you're going to do that you know because it it grows as they scale it out yeah and uh i had noticed when she measured there something that it was a bit behind Mm -hmm. but i didn't know if i just didn't catch it or if she just wasn't measuring in the right spot because I mean, yeah. I can't see the ultrasounds that good. I can just read numbers as they pop up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're back there waiting, and uh, Casey's sitting on the table. You know, I'm sitting in the chair, and he walks in and says, can you have a seat? And, you know, you immediately jump. Yeah. 
to everywhere. And uh, I felt like I was watching the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I was up on the wall or something. And he goes to tell us, you know, um, I have some bad news. Well, then I jumped to, you know, um, physical problems, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mental problems and that kind of thing. I didn't jump to may not make it, mm-hmm. you know, because right. I could see the baby moving, yeah. you know, and everything yeah. like that. I saw the heart beating mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And of course they're, they're talking and with Casey being a nurse, you know, she's understanding, she's asking questions and I'm just kind of playing, you know, sit there and don't know what to say. Right. Um, and, uh, he tells us all this and, you know, he says, it's not, not anyone's fault. It's nothing you did, anything like that. He said, it's just one of those things. It happens. Um, usually within the first I don't know, a couple weeks before she even knew she was pregnant. Um, some wires just got crossed and that part didn't develop like it should have. And so, but still that's us fighting with ourselves, you know, still wondering, you right. know, especially with something that fresh thrown in on you. Cause we had, didn't have any idea. Right. Um, we had found out earlier that it was a girl, but then had went to the, uh, doctor for I think the 20 week or whatever mm-hmm. and to just kind of confirm it and see and then to be just just have that dumped on you like a bucket of ice water yeah. you know and of course as soon as he walks out of the room you know she just she just loses it and I don't know what to do because I didn't fully understand it all <laughs> yeah and you know but of course I know it's not good you know especially when he says you know she may not right. make it to term and she won't live. You know, that was a little hard to swallow. Right, yeah. And, you know, we just spent basically the whole time in the truck driving back home, you know, crying. <laughs> um, and I had, uh, I had left, uh, we'd left her car at the, at the gym because I was planning on doing some stuff before we headed up. And it was Wednesday night, and we had church that night. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to get a few things done and uh, not worry about anything at the gym and just come on home. And they knew I had went to done the ultrasound. So it's just like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know. And she said, go in and get whatever you need to be done. I said, I don't want to. <laughs> and she said, it'll be fine. Just go in there and do it. And uh, so we did. And... Uh, I went in there and just started doing the the computer stuff I need to do. I wasn't even thinking about lifting anymore. And, you know, first thing, they come in there. How'd the ultrasound go? You know, everything looked good? And I just looked at them, shook my head no, you know, and yeah. lost it. Yeah. And, of course, they felt bad. You right. Know? Well, but yeah, they didn't you, know. You don't but know. Right. Right. You don't know. And, you know, I finally finally get you know where i could tell them and everything and i load up and go home and i told her i said well i want to go to church tonight i didn't know if we'd say anything to paul then or not um and we went and end up um i think that was night the girls basketball team was playing districts oh yeah and so i didn't have class everyone was gone to the game and so i got to go over there and sit you know but I couldn't even tell you what we talked about. My head was elsewhere. Right. You know, um, and she didn't, she didn't bring it up. So I didn't bring it up and we got home and had a little bit of time to kind of talk it over to ourselves and everything. And next morning I took the girls to, uh, to the babysitter mm-hmm. and, you know, we had to tell everybody and, or we decided to tell everybody we didn't have to. Right. But, you know, I've went into that, and that was just so emotionally draining. It wasn't even funny. And so getting it out, telling the church, getting the prayers, made everything a lot easier. kind of felt like a weight was lifted. Um, you know, you guys were starting to share a burden with us and everything. And 
go and have another ultrasound because I think we did two extra ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that, that hope that it it's changed and, you know, it, it says in the Bible where, you know, you only need the faith of a mustard seed to mm-hmm. move mountains. And I felt like I had all kinds of faith in the Lord to, you know, fix her if he wanted to. And then it's like, well, why wouldn't he want to, you know, kind right. of thing. Um, and then I'd, I, I'd feel like I was the reason that nothing ever changed because I was the one doubting. But I don't, I don't know, I still struggle with that now because I don't feel like I'm doubting because I have utmost belief that he could have done it. But I want to be prepared. I wanted, you know, I didn't want to go in and just be floored by it all over again. You know, I'd already been hit with it once. I didn't want that to happen again. So each time we went, we didn't get the the results that we had hoped for or anything. And we kept getting told that, you know, well, she's still growing. You know, everything looks good. She's growing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, well, he only needs an instant. Yeah. You know, just yeah. a snap and it's it's done kind of thing. And so as time got closer and everything, and then um, that last one he did uh, did say that her growing had slowed down some. Okay. And so then we was kind of wondering, well, uh, we need to pick a date to be induced. Mm-hmm. He said she he didn't want her going past 39 weeks. And that was, I guess, to give us a chance at, you know, getting to spend some time with her. Sure. And so we, we set the date and everything. And went in there to, uh, to do everything. Like I said earlier, you know, I, I tried to pray in the car before we went in. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> I guess she understood what I said. I don't know. <laughs> Lord did because God he knew what I was saying before, in heart. That's right. before it came out of my mouth. Right. But um, then just being there in the, the hospital and not knowing... And them telling us, you know, she's showing signs of distress. It it was pretty hard there. Right. Um, and uh, when it was about time for everything to happen, um, he uh, he had checked her and said, you know, he felt he thought he felt a hand. And uh, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, um, then uh, went there. He's like, that's not a hand. That's brain matter. And my heart just sunk. No kidding. You know, because then me not really knowing, because right. I didn't look up pictures. Right. I didn't want to know. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, you hear that, you hear the baby's distressing, and I'm thinking we, we're we not getting anything with her. Yeah. And then um, she comes out and everything, and she makes a little bit of noise. It's like, well, she's... She's breathing, you know. I I heard her heard yeah. her cry, and everything. Cut the umbilical cord and and hold her. And her her face was was pretty bruised there at first, um, just because you know the, yeah. the head wasn't developed enough to you know protect it a whole lot. But I don't know. I probably cried for an hour and a half after she was born born. You know, straight just because I was so relieved to have her. Mm-hmm. Yet I was still heartbroken with knowing that I didn't know how much time we had with her mm-hmm. and just going back and forth with that. And, you know, she was so small, uh, like four and a half pounds, oh, I think yeah. 16 inches, four and a half pounds, four, five, nine, I believe. And, you know, she was just from the eyebrows down. She looked perfect. Yeah. You know? And it was just, it, it was just hard to, hard to deal with not knowing sure but i kept telling myself like well i don't know how long i have <laughs> you know i i could kill over before she does mm-hmm. you know and that was it was just it was difficult to say the least mm-hmm. but i i just started counting the hours you know and i would just i don't know if i was being selfish or not but something would come around like another hour Mm-hmm. Another hour, and I don't know how many times I told Casey, you know, how many hours old she was, <laughs> and this and that, and I think kind of drove her nuts. But you know, we started getting closer, and it's like maybe she'll hit a hundred hours, 
you know, and, and then we'd get maybe 200, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. And, and just, just holding her and watching the clock and watching her and just, just not knowing was hard. Oh yeah. But like I said, it, it made it easier because we got the smiles. Mm-hmm. We, we got that, you know, she, she wasn't suffering or anything like that. And just, just being able to hold her and her snuggle into you, you know, and it, it was, it was definitely, definitely a little bit of closure, yeah. you know, to the, to the end of everything. But that's kind of the, the short of what we went through. Um, I was going to say, I, that's might I, be a touch of what Yeah, I, I had started riding there that first day we, we stayed in the basement at Mom's. And mm-hmm. I just wrote through up until about the time we started the trip to the hospital. And I think I wrote a novel, <laughs> you know. So yeah. if I was to actually read how I felt through everything, we'd be here for six Couple hours days. or so. Yeah, <laughs> but be um, fine with that. Well, once I, I haven't even started on on the 14 days we we had with her you know because i figured that would probably be even more absolutely but i haven't had the six months to process it and deal with it you know and really just trying to get busy and getting back into everything i I haven't sat down and and just took myself to that place because i honestly don't really want to right now because there though there will be tears (laughs) for sure. sure um I've gotten close a couple of times today. I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but um, you're all right. That that that's pretty much the the gist of of how I tried to deal with it, how I felt through it all. Um, and I don't know how I would have done it without the church praying for us, you know, knowing that because gonna, we could feel it. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna was one, of, one of my questions was gonna be how could you feel God working in your life through all of it? Just like an overwhelming sense of ease or peace to it all kind of mm-hmm. i don't know because at times we you know i i didn't feel it and i was i was you know uh not in a good mindset with it all mm-hmm. but then other times when something would happen it'd be like just a calming sure. to it you know and i know that was probably me being more accepting of what i was feeling versus just being in my head because I can be in my head and just, you know, you can you can take everything to the wrong place if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. My head's not a fun place to be either. So. Right. But. No, I, the strength that we, again, going back to the strength that we saw in you guys and being able to see God work through you was, was inspirational to say the very least. And. And again, you guys just handled it so well. And again, we, we don't know your internal struggles and that's, I mean, that'll be part of your testimony if you want to make it part of your testimony or it can be something that you and Casey share and that be something intimate that you guys have together. And I mean, God knows. So, I mean, like you said before, the emotional distress and just the constant prayer and being emotionally exhausted constantly, you know, that would be something that he knows, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, but to see how well you guys just handled it, it was, I know you say that somebody else always has it worse and you're right. Somebody else. And, but as a parent, you you can't see that. I mean, and you know, we always say that, uh, parents shouldn't have to bury their kids. You know, we shouldn't have to think about that it wouldn't hurt to think about it, you know, especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Again, who are we to say that and be so selfish that we can't, you know, we're not going to sit there and, you know, plan it out because obviously you might need some more help. But mm-hmm. uh, to think about, you said it earlier, you don't know how much time you have. Mm-hmm. You could have killed over before Macy did. And then, you know, Anything could happen. Right. We have to live with that that burden of of knowing that it's not our our will in time. If God wills us to be our time on earth to be done, then He's going to be like, all right, I need you. Yep. You know, again, a snap. He could heal in a snap. He could take you in a snap. It's not. It's not. Time is nothing to Him. So uh, it was a good illustration, you know, to be able to say that um, we don't know. You know, mm-hmm. 
we live for today. You can't worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries of its own. So, I mean, uh, I, going back to the feedback that we had, uh, we, you know, one of our main focuses on this has always been one of our, I guess our motto is our, uh, verse and iron sharpens iron. And, uh, my cousin had called and we had talked about it and, I mean, you had just, you guys had just had Macy and everything, and he had called me, and he was telling me that he's listening to us on his way to work and everything, and I was, he's like, you know, you guys gotta make sure you stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, and I was like, you know, we, we just need a little bit of, you know, there's, obviously, and he understood, right. you know, but uh, he's like, something else about when you're iron sharpening iron, what happens is you're in the fire, and the fire makes you stronger. And you guys, you know, you stood in the fire and you, at least from the outside looking in, we feel like you guys have at least made everybody here stronger, stronger in their prayers, stronger in their faith. And, you know, how many times are we going to be able to look back and say, well, if God can hold Justin and Casey through their most imminent time of need, why wouldn't he be able to hold me up and, and, you know, whatever situation we're going through. Right. I mean, I've asked you to help pray for us for many things. And I think one of the things you always tell me is if he's going to take care of the sparrow, why wouldn't he take care of you? And you're absolutely right. I mean, the sparrow has nothing to worry about as long as we have faith in God and trust in him. What do we have to worry about? Mm -hmm. So, uh, let me see here. Like I said, there's a lot of people that, I don't think, and you you may never know who you've touched, but right. I know that there are some instances where there are people out there who have said things along the lines of they may not be a Christian or not, and they say they've definitely proven what Christians should be. You know, they have uh, you know, everything from you know, stronger Christians and showing what a strong Christian would do. You know, I think a lot of that mortality rate may be that... Uh, the family might get upset and abort the child. And you guys, obviously you went through all of it. And, um, I feel like there are people out there that need to see that say, well, why would they give up on a life when it's not theirs to give up on? Right. And if you had given up on it, think of the two weeks that you wouldn't have had. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what God wanted for you. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, and again, I think he wanted you to go through the journey as much as it hurts, but overall there was good that came out of it. Um, do you feel like there have been people reached through your experience that normally wouldn't have been, may not come to church or may not talk to you about God or may not have, you know, that religious background? So far, I haven't seen any on my end. Uh, I know a lot more people have reached out to Casey than to me over it all. Um, but, you know, doing this, getting it out there, um, whenever I do do my testimony, you know, I feel like that uh, that will, you know, reach the people that it needs to. Um, I've, I've had some people that um, have said, you know, I'm... I'm proud of the faith you have shown that I don't know which way they stand. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they believe or not. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't really matter to me a whole lot because if they do look and they do know the story, then they'll know. And whether they want to try to, you know, like, Oh, it could have been this or it could have been that. I just feel like it's my job to to let them know that if it wasn't for the prayers, we wouldn't have got through it. Right. And if you if you're one of those who sends good vibes, you know, and not <laughs> yeah. prayers kind of thing, it it's like I I don't think the good vibes got me through it. No. I'm pretty sure the prayers did. Yeah. And if if it wasn't that, I don't know what else it could have been. Yeah. You know, because. Like I said, it was just an overwhelming, calming, sure, easiness kind of thing when I shouldn't have had that, you right. know. 
um, yeah, at times I'm, I'm mad, you know, or feel, um, cheated, you know, kind of thing, but that doesn't last very long, you know? And then it's just like, well, this, this is the journey I got to travel. I got to spend the two weeks I got and now maybe my story, our story can, can reach somebody. Um, maybe it'll help, you know, with, with the youth group or maybe help if we get the men's study going kind of thing Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'll be open and honest because I mean, I, I feel like I'd be cheating God if I didn't let people know that it was hard, but we made it through it and it's going to continue to be hard. Um, I mean, I, one of the, uh, the chaplains came in mm-hmm. and he came in and talked to us. It was real nice. And then he had me go outside and he gave me his card number and said, call me anytime you need to, whether it's 10 years from now or not. He said, we lost twin boys. Oh, really? And he said, you know, to this day, um, I'll see grown twins. And he said, it'll, it'll hurt me. He said, and be prepared for the people that are going to say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. not meaning to or right. not knowing. And he said, just be there. Be there for your wife. Be there for your faith. And know that you're not alone. And just be prepared. Yeah. He said, because, you know, the worst hasn't hit you yet. I don't know when it will. He said, it'll be different for you. It's different for me and my wife, but it will hit you at some point and just be ready for it. And <laughs> I, I know that whenever we first started talking about, you know, I, I didn't text you much during your time when she was born and everything in two weeks that you had with her. And I kind of went back and forth on how I felt about it, about, well, he needs to know that I I'm there for him and all that. And, uh, but at the same time, I didn't want any, any distractions. I wanted you to be not worried about who's messaging you and not worried about who you have to get back to. You didn't have to. And, and I know that you would have been like, <laughs> I'm not answering that or I'm right. not looking at my phone or whatever. But at the same time, I didn't want that burden. You know, you had enough to worry about. Um, in that time that... Uh, well, I, I know that we had talked about after she had uh, had passed about what was gonna you know how life I don't you know, it's bad to say get back to normal but I mean you get back into your routine of things and unfortunately other people I mean you have all the support and everything going through it but as soon as the finale you know the finality of it all you kind of everybody just kind of well you know unfortunately you go back to life and I know that when you and I had talked, you had talked about you wanted to get this this podcast out, and I was I was hesitant. I was the, and I shouldn't have been trying to restrain it, but I was like, man, just you know, chill. You know, if you need time to process, if you need time to think about it, and I think you said you wanted to get the glory to God as soon. Mm-hmm. You wanted Him to have the glory as soon as you could. Does do you feel like it was? Um, Do you feel like you were able to have the time that you needed to really, well, I guess I don't really know where I was going. I guess I, I guess I wanted to see if he, if the strength that he had provided for you, do you think that you have been able to point people towards him through Maybe not, you know, speaking to him, but you think that the way people have viewed you and have, you know, maybe commented on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, do you think that they have seen what God would want to see in anybody who would be going through this that has faith? I'm not sure. Um, I would like to think yes, but you can always be better. Sure. Um I do want to give all the glory to him because without him, we wouldn't have got those two weeks. Right. 
you know, or those two weeks could have been terrible weeks. You know, they couldn't have been just the, the smiles and the, and the snuggles and everything that we got. Um, so that in itself is the miracle that we yeah. was able to receive. And hopefully just with this experience and, and everything, I can help someone who's in that situation or maybe not that exact situation, but someone else who's going through something and, and just let them know that it's okay to ask for prayers because that that's been, you know, a wondrous help to us. Um, and, and know that you're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days and just take it one day at a time. And, you know, if you need to take a moment and scream, yell, cry, do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, know? can still be, you can be a Christian and still be human. Right. I mean, I mean we're emotional beings. Yeah. And it's it just, I don't know. It It's hard, but, you know, we were guided through it. Sure. I think pretty gracefully. And, and the way people have talked to us and what you've said today, you know, um, a little bit more graceful than what I thought we had done <laughs> because, um, like I said, it, it didn't feel right. Well, feel I feel that way. I guess that was, I mean, it was kind of, a, you could kind of think of it if you had answered it selfishly, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm right about yourself. But I mean, that's not what I was intending, I guess. It was kind of the wrong question, but I mean, obviously, you know, again, from the outside looking in, we've all been just been able to see you guys grow, and even if you didn't feel like it, you know, we have all seen it, and you know, I felt like the church has grown, you know, and when you have that kind of family and that kind of reaction in uh, in a church that everybody's not blood but everybody is still family i right. mean that's that's an important and do you feel like the, the i mean everybody talks about you can feel the prayers you know lifting you up did you feel could you feel that whenever you were in the in during labor or was that kind of just you were so everywhere it didn't really yeah, I didn't really feel that probably until that night. Yeah. Um, I mean, leading up to it, yeah, but once we got to the hospital, I was sure. pretty, you know, everywhere right? kind of thing. But um, definitely once things settled down and we realized that we was going to at least have some time with her, um, definitely, definitely felt, you know, the that that sense of calmness yeah you know and and just just being able to hold her sure you know was was a blessing this is you know we created this whole show podcast thing to kind of talk to dads out there who kind of don't really know the struggle of you know because we're men we don't typically talk about feelings or anything like that so and I think it would be safe to assume that most of the time, and rightfully so, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from asking Casey how she's doing because I mean she had to deal with right the the brunt of it, but at the same time, when you're married and you have you become one, so it's easy to you know ask the wife how she's doing in a situation that you know she had to endure labor mm-hmm. she had to endure all that but you being able to talk about your emotions and being able to say it's okay for a you know for me to feel weak to feel emotionally drained describe what you would say to somebody who or to a man let's say who might be afraid to to really showcase that i mean maybe not showcase it but be afraid to talk about it well um the best way to reach someone is being vulnerable okay you know and if you feel a certain way there's a reason for it Mm -hmm. um i've just kind of let the emotions do whatever they're gonna do and then when i'm done either you know 
pray and thank God or pray and ask God for help, you know, one way or the other. Um, But, you know, we have emotions, you know, for a reason to a point. I mean, they can get in the way. Sure. You know, but if you're experiencing something and it's, you know, not good, then don't be afraid to, to let that out and, you know, try to talk to somebody or or pray praying's been great for me but you know sometimes you need that that instant feedback you know of reaching out to somebody and you know uh if it if it wasn't for the church i i wouldn't have had hardly anyone reaching out to me you know so it's it was a a blessing itself just that you know four years ago or whatever when we decided to start coming here that we did then Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if I could have went through that by myself. Right. You know, um, I've mentioned that to you before about the people that, you know, had reached out to me. And I was shocked at the ones that did. And I was shocked at the ones that didn't, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm still, you know, after everything's all said and done, still surprised at the ones who still have not said anything. Yeah. And... It's, I don't know, really makes you think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. For, yeah, the, the, you know, I don't get people. I'm stuck in my, my, uh, unsocial bubble that just doesn't, you know, I don't entangle myself in that too often, but I'm still surprised by how well you can claim to know somebody and then they not even, uh, you know, know what's going on in your life or care to say, Hey, you know, whatever you need, we got you or something like that. Even to just say, Hey, we're in your thoughts or you're in our thoughts or whatever. But, uh, you know, that goes beyond sending the good vibes, I think, because again, what are the vibes? You don't feel vibes, you feel prayers. And if somebody's thinking about you, then there's a good probability that, you know, maybe they're, talking to God more or, uh, starting to, you know, and, uh, it can be, it can be frustrating is, I mean, again, people let you down, man lets mm-hmm. you down and, uh, but God's always there. So I think that even if you were disappointed in the people around you, that you were still held up pretty well, would have pretty fair, pretty fair argument. Yeah, absolutely. If it, like I said, I mean, you guys have been great. Um, and, you know, as far as you being a church family, yes. You, right. You guys are a church family, <laughs> you know. Um, Paul came to the uh, to the hospital. And, uh, and then when we got home, uh, we was watching, um, I forget what it's called now, the uh, movie where the little boy falls through the ice. Mm, yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. I don't can't think of the name though. Well, uh, we was watching it. I don't know why we was watching it. I was not ready to be watching it. Um, and uh, Remy's asking a hundred thousand questions, and uh, the pastor goes to the hospital, and uh, she says, "How come he goes to the hospital?" I said, "Well, that's their pastor." She said, "Like Paul?" I said, "Yeah." She's like, "He's in our family." I said, "Yeah, uh, he he is." And uh, she said, he loves us. I said, yeah. She goes, I said, yeah. And she said, what about the church? That our family too? I said, yeah, the church is our family too. Wow. We got a great family, <laughs> you know? And so just, just hearing that from a four-year-old, you sure, know, just yeah. from interacting with you guys on Sunday and Wednesday nights and stuff, you know, just her being able to put all that together and her fill it, mm-hmm. you know, I know she can be a little bit of a brat when everyone's <laughs> wanting to give her high fives or take her, you know, and everything. But she does like y'all. <laughs> All right. I question that a lot. I'm telling you. <laughs> Should have got on the recording. But yeah, yeah. If, like I said, if it, if it wasn't for the church, I don't know that I would have made it through it. Sure. So did, were the kids, were Remy and Sadie through all of it? I mean, let's go to the two weeks that, that, that they were able to spend. I don't know how much they got to see Macy. Yeah, uh, they they came down usually in the mornings and saw her. Um, usually, if 
they weren't too rambunctious or sure. whiny or something. They they stuck around there, and then um, in the afternoons and supper and stuff, we'd go upstairs, you know, and spend some time up there. Um, they had their moments, and they wanted to see her and yeah. everything like that. Um, but they also wanted to run around and be the kids and play and everything like that, too. Um, once we let Remy hold her a couple times, we had to constantly fight her. No, you can't hold her, <laughs> you know. Well, why not? Because it's, you just can't, you okay? You just can't, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you hold her when you're clean yeah. <laughs> and when uh, you're settled down a little bit, yeah. you know. But um, Sadie constantly wanted to climb up there and give her a kiss, <laughs> you know, or, or say, bye, sissy. <laughs> but, but, I mean, too, they were pre- they they probably knew or had some idea at least of the, of even if you had never said anything, I'm sure they would have been able to tell, you know, that there was something beyond their right. comprehension. But, uh, and kids can be a welcome distraction sometimes. So, I mean, that's always a plus. Um, so now that they're kind of back in the swing of things, if they did it, I mean, I, I think. I guess Sadie still meant, or does Sadie mention Sadie her? Sadie hasn't anymore? said anything to me about her in a while. Um, when we go and visit her in the cemetery, um, they both have to have a flower to put in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're fighting over where the flower goes. <laughs> and they're both real sweet out there. Yeah. It, it breaks your heart when you're out there. Oh, well, I'm sure. But um, Remy's dying for the stone to get put up so she can kiss it, <laughs> you know, and, and Sadie will, will say bye or hi or something. So, yeah. They've, they've got it pretty well covered. Right. They have right. A, and like you said, Remy has a pretty good understanding. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah. So, yeah, they, uh, they're they definitely a handful. <laughs> yes, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. But a welcome handful. So, uh, well, is there anything else that you really had to... No, I, I left this episode all on you. I know. I might be dropping the ball. <laughs> this is... Uh, it was good. I didn't know, again, we knew it was going to be tough. We knew we were going to talk about it eventually. I didn't know how soon you right. we were going to actually get to it. I think it's a good way to get back into it and give everybody a background of why we haven't been here, obviously. Right. Uh, well, school started back up now, so you have something to do with your yahoos. Yeah. <laughs> and so we can maybe, we're trying to get the setup all right, you know, and be able to podcast and quiet. And not hold not, your microphone. And not hold my microphone. <laughs> um, and not not worry about the kids breaking down the door, you know, because sure. they need a straw in their juice. <laughs> well, I'm hungry. I mm-hmm. want a snack. <laughs> Is there, uh, as far as I know, I mean, like, yeah, you told me whenever you were handing control over to me for this, you said that I knew most of what was going on, or I had been at least part of what was going on through mm-hmm. all of it. Is there anything that, you didn't get out there that anybody that you feel like anybody should know, or is it pretty well all, all, all like, you, well, I know you said you would like to be uh, vulnerable and that comes with being transparent. I think, mm-hmm. uh, if we just kind of are who we are all the time then right. we don't have anything to hide. So do you feel like you were pretty transparent through all of it? I think so. Yeah. I, I teared up a couple of times, so. Well, I mean, beyond the emotional part of it, do you feel like everybody pretty much got the gist of how everything was going? I think so. I'll, I'll know more when we listen to it and see if I left anything out. Um, I didn't read well, this could anything be like, that I this wrote. This could be the rest know. of our podcast. We it, could just talk about this every day. It, it could be, yeah. Um, how are you doing this week? Exactly. Um, but no, um at this moment on those questions that you asked I I think I did did a good enough job of getting what I wanted to say out there um some of that stuff's a little bit hard to explain on how exactly sure. you're feeling and whatnot but I tried to um there went my headphones <laughs> but uh no I, I I think this is well it's definitely our longest podcast um I think it's probably a good spot to to stop for this week sure and get back in the swings of doing it once a week and, and going from there. Um, and you know, this is going to be a work in progress. Absolutely. 
not only this, but you and me. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no telling, you know, what I'll deal with the rest of this week. For next week, I might have something else to tell you or something about it, you know. But as of right now, I'm I'm pretty at ease with everything for the most part. But like I said, every morning I I have my moments. Sure, and that's you know, to be just, expected. You just wake up or or I think of something, you know, about oh, we're gonna be starting school. I'll never get to have Macy start school, you know, or, or this and that, you know, dad's walking their daughter down the aisle, you know, that's one thing that I won't ever get to do there either. So that, that's, that's hard to, to swallow sometimes. But then again, like I told you earlier, I've got one of them in heaven, you know, a third of my job's done so far. Mm -hmm. Now if I can just keep the other two under wraps. (laughs) might have might need to buy more wraps for Sadie I'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) yeah she's she's something else that's for sure well we definitely appreciate you being able to talk about it and get it out there again it's been a ride and I'm sure it'll continue to be a a go but well I think that like you said earlier it's probably a good place to shut her down and recoup and Mm-hmm. If we uh, think of something else along the way, then we'll start her up yep. and talk about it next time. Yeah, um, you can ask us questions on Facebook or Instagram. Sure. Um, and just send us some messages there, comments, whatever. Um, if there's questions you guys want to ask um, in general, yep. if there's something you want us to cover, talk about. Um, absolutely, we'll do our best. We're not experts at anything. No, I am we expert we of nothing. Uh, we can you know give our two cents on it might be worth one but we can give it anyway I go back to that feedback uh, they said <clears throat> excuse me that perspective you don't necessarily hear about everybody's perspective as a mm-hmm. Christian you hear a general consensus of what it should be but us being able to talk like we are and having our own perspectives of it it really opens up some doors so uh, hopefully that continues and hopefully Again, if you guys want to hear our perspective, because that's what it is, we're not, again, not experts, and we're not trying to sound like it either, but we can at least give our opinion, our perspective of how we interpret things. So right. Anybody that has any any comments, feedback, questions, you know, feel free to reach out to one of us or both of us or however you want to do it. Yep. So. All right. Well, I'm Joe, and that's Justin, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs>